0: Switch, 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 switch. Now, honestly, the guy I feel sorry for is Stephen Silas. He works his entire life to become a head coach, and he basically has to sit up there and admit, well, I have no idea what's going on with James because the guy won't even give me the time of day. Yeah, he he actually um, made me smile. Probably didn't make him smile, but he used a quote um, on day like four or five of this mess where he said... Uh, uh, well, it's the NBA, not everything is going to be all roses. And it made me smile because his father, who I covered as a head coach, used to say that regularly. He mm-hmm. would say, ain't nothing in the NBA going to be a bed of roses. Oh, it's over. It's over, you have to be willing to rewash a movie. Oh, hell yeah. Clay, Clay. Strawberry banana. If plop, he's, he's going to aggregate this. Lillard, long-range three. Ah! Their good. defense is atrocious. Atrocious. I'm the rock star. Right on the cowboy. People. Tissot is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. We love China. We love no planary. Oh, man, I'm sorry. It's just hitting me right now. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? All right, we are back. Uh, Swish FM, Chris Mandelkin and Ben Croft. Ben, the NBA season is about uh, less than a week from starting. Uh, I haven't been this excited for preseason basketball in, like, forever, man. I don't know. Did you ever watch preseason games, like, as a kid or as a fan in the last few years? Do you have a memory of watching preseason basketball?
1: Well, obviously, Chris, we all remember where we were when kevin knox uh first done or was that maybe that was summer league yeah never mind yeah uh scratch that erase all that um no i uh i i can't say i mean i definitely when i was a kid and was obsessed i definitely watched preseason games uh whenever they were on msg but um yeah, I gotta say, I think I've probably watched more preseason content um, this week than all of my hours uh, watching bubble basketball. Um, oh, in, in, for the NBA playoffs and finals. It's a it's a very. We've, I've been
0: watching preseason basketball like nonstop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we've both, we've discussed this on the pod before, but it's there's a a very stark and uh, s- sort of disturbing, actually, um, difference uh, um, that I that I feel. Um, toward basketball um, compared to how I felt, you know, two months ago, three months ago. As a um, reminder,
0: Ben, there's a raging pandemic. Our country yeah, it's, has it's lost. It's really bad. Uh, 300,000 uh, lives. Uh, yeah,
1: it's way, way, way worse than it was uh, when the NBA sh- uh, shut down in March. We way should worse. should
0: say, despite how enjoyable and fun it is, the NBA 1000% should not be restarting next week. They should. At minimum, be postponing the season, if not just canceling the season. But they won't yeah, be doing a, that. And this is so, an ethical,
1: medical, moral abomination. Yes, what is happening? Let's be clear wo- about that.
0: They won't be doing that, so they have given us permission to enjoy in uh, this sort of dystopian, uh, you know, piece of entertainment. So mm-hmm. we're going to do and that. And
1: I really, genuinely, th- I thank them for that. I thank, thank Adam Silver. Thanks. I thank the NBA owners. Um, yeah for allowing me to not give a fuck um sure. and um and just just absolutely revel in uh in the the darkness and the um dystopia um it's it feels great it feels great not yep. to care not to have any worries um absolutely agree and to actually embrace um you know it feels a little bit like you know being uh i don't know like a yankees fan in the 90s or being a yeah. fan of um I don't know America during the Cold War, anything like that, where you're just like, yeah, no, I'm rooting for the bad guy, and um, and it feels fantastic. Yeah, yeah really there good. was
0: there was this. I mean, I hate to get this dark, but there was this term. I feel like that was start people started using in 2016. I forget what podcast I heard it on after Trump was elected. And they referred to it as like permission structure, and it was yeah the, yeah we talked about this yeah yeah the idea Where, when was the last time I forget but I think it was we the... talked
1: about this when like maybe when like AD signed in LA or or got traded to LA something like that I think it was like that emergency pod okay For some reason that's like popping out, out in my memory
0: right so um, it was like go the, on. this is like the the bridge the vehicle. That someone has provided for us to do what we would all consider something morally reprehensible, um, but mm-hmm. we've we've been given no choice. So um, we thank the NBA for giving us this permission structure to enjoy what we can all acknowledge is not a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. And Ben, uh, so two quick reminders here at the top of the show: one, it's the holiday season; we need those Apple Podcast reviews um yeah obviously ben's christmas bonus is on the line this year he has his end of year review coming up so uh to all our squish fm listeners log in leave those apple itunes apple podcast reviews doesn't help if you leave them in stitcher or spotify we really need them in apple podcasts five stars uh leave us a nice few words and then uh, yeah, I
1: have I have my ahead. big uh, I have a, I have a three hour long meeting with the bosses uh, that, that they scheduled for Christmas morning, oh, God. Um, <laughs> which yeah I gotta say that um, can't be good. you know a little inconsiderate of them, but I I, um, I appreciate uh, whatever opportunity i have to um yeah. you know to advocate for myself um i'm sure it's a family great,
0: i'm sure it's a great new project they have lined up for you yeah man, that they wanted to listen discuss. any
1: facetime any facetime you can get with the otl inc uh, yeah. heads you know you got to be grateful for you got to yep. accept that um and uh and cherish it
0: and then, of course, also, we are ramping up our social media accounts. You can give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Swish FM Radio. You can follow us. Uh, we'll, we'll follow you right back, as Ben has promised. Uh, no That's questions right. asked. Instant instant follow, no this questions is a asked. Quid pro I don't care who you
1: are, um, what you're doing on, yeah. on these platforms, um, and, uh, what your political leanings are. It's absolutely all fair not. game.
0: Yeah, uh, give us a follow, shoot us a DM. Let us know you listen to the show, and uh, yeah, we'd appreciate it. Ben, before we get into the meat of the show here, um, before we dive... Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes of the show, we're going to be talking today about the Western Conference, some of the interesting storylines. Last week, we talked about the the Eastern Conference. Um, Did you notice anything in the preseason that caught your eye? Uh, Any sort of overarching thoughts observations anything uh please that is non-fantasy basketball related if you if if there's someone that you're you know planning to draft or if there's any sort of intel that's fantasy basketball related keep it to yourself we don't want to know it Mm. but um anything you know a thought observation about an eastern conference team or group of teams uh you noticed from the past week from watching preseason ball and if not
1: that's uh you know I'm going to have to play this one pretty close to the uh, to the vest, Chris. Fair. Um I, I understand what you're doing here. Our fantasy basketball draft is now less than a week away. Um, it's scheduled uh, for Sunday the 20th. Um, so, you know, obviously it's crunch time here. Um, I can't give too much away. I mean, you know, when you talk about preseason basketball, yeah. everything is fantasy related. Sure. Oh, um, <laughs> my God. Uh, I, will, I will have a... Uh, a couple of uh, of, of um, you yeah, know maybe some late round late round flyers uh, mm. that I can give you uh, at the end of this episode. But okay. uh, you're uh, to our list, all our listeners, you're going to have to uh, sit through this entire next hour to uh, to get those treats. Did
0: you watch? Let me ask uh, more generally. Have, have you watched a Sixers game yet?
1: I have. Yeah. I have indeed. What um,
0: did, did you? Uh, are you excited about like? The new Tyrese Maxey? yes, Tyrese I am. Maxey, uh, uh, like some yes. of the new looks and lineups and rotations, or is it is it like kind of too early to tell? Like, are, are you hopeful about the the new Sixers, the new look Sixers? Um, I think it's
1: probably a little too early. They, yeah. for the most part, sort of seem like themselves. Um, the new players, uh, didn't seem like they dramatically altered the, the makeup and chemistry of the team. Um, but of course, it is very early. Um, there has been. No summer league, no practice time, no did, preseason. Did Seth? Uh, uh,
0: did Seth Curry play?
1: I believe he did play a little yeah. bit. Um, did he look? Good? I was kind of in and out most of the first half. Um, yeah. uh, I think he looked like kind of fine, yeah. but like, you know, like Seth Curry. I, I think everyone. I think everyone's like, like when they traded for him, they were like, oh my God, the Sixers have a three point shooter. And everyone just suddenly like saw him as this like, (laughs) like Lord and savior, um, who was going to like, just completely like revolutionize the team. Um, and you know, basically like create like the golden state warriors offense from 2017 on the Sixers. um, but he's, like, not that good, it turns out. He's, right. like, pretty good. Right. And he's a better three-point shooter than Josh Richardson is. But he's, um, yeah, you know, I think yeah. we have to Feel like calm ourselves down it, a little bit. Keep it in perspective. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, on the other hand, Tyrese Maxey, I believe, will be an All-Star this year. He looks um, awesome. I, mean, I yeah. mean, he was a guy that... I think that he should be I, the starting point guard uh, for both for the Sixers and for the uh, Eastern Conference All-Stars yeah, in like, uh, 2021.
0: F- hard even, subscribe. Even if
1: there won't be an All-Star game, I don't really care. Just put Sma-
0: Smashing that like button. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. uh, he was a guy that I really wanted the Knicks to draft. And, I mean, there was... Mm. A- at one point, I think John Hollinger wrote, like, before the draft, I think John Hollinger's last mock draft had maxi going to the knicks at like the eighth pick so there were really yeah yeah yeah. there there was a i think there was a wide range of possibilities about where he was going to go and selecting him at eight seems kind of uh extremely generous to me but i never thought that he would last till pick 25 or 27, which is when the Knicks were selecting later in the first round. And I think the mm-hmm. Sixers got him at 23. And mm-hmm. I remember when the Knicks traded up to 25, I was like, wow, that would be insane if Maxi is still there. And of course, he wasn't. They The Sixers took him two picks earlier um right but yeah man but he, we got
1: we got quickly instead right yeah yeah quickly
0: i mean maxi looks great I, I i'm not surprised at all he was he was a guy that like i was quietly really really hoping that the knicks would be able to get their hands on but um yeah, yeah just like a high energy player uh super high excited. energy
1: fun yeah. game i mean you know let, like need we talk about his hair, the hair. um yeah. <laughs> like he is perhaps the new floppy king yeah uh, of i think the it's NBA. very possible yeah Um, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to watch more of him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've watched, uh, two Knicks games. I've, I've, who else did I watch? I watched the Bulls play. I watched the Knicks play. Um, I watched the Warriors play last night to saw a little bit of the Laker Mm -hmm. game. But, um, for me, uh, you know, I'm locked in on the Knicks of, of of course, as you would imagine. And, uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been a really exciting thing to watch the Knicks. <laughs> I mean, I haven't se- first of all, I just haven't seen the Knicks play basketball in nine months. But also, yeah. and um, now let me uh, just to confirm,
1: Chris, I'm not sure of the answer here. You are feeling uh, optimistic uh, yes. about this team. Optimistic, yeah. that would be the word. to yeah, describe your, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm feeling optimistic. Um, I'm feeling optimistic about the process uh and and oh sure yeah yeah I mean I just think that like it's the first time that I've seen them play hard uh and like defend in like a very long time um Mm. and uh Obi Toppin looked great in his first game he kind of came back to earth in his second game but like Mm -hmm. from the minute he stepped on the floor in the first game he the guy was just drenched in sweat um he's <laughs> love that love to see that yeah yeah he is gonna be like a tom thibodeau kind of player just like non-stop yeah like just like non-stop energy he's not a defender like he's he's not yeah like, that's yeah. why I, he's like not to be, I, to be clear he's not a good defender but yeah. and he's also a, a rookie which you know tom thibodeau yes, is, is pretty is notorious not, for not, uh, not fond of but yeah. uh he, he's a twenty two year old rookie, which is you know, so, so he's older, but um mm-hmm. and he does sweat is, a lot. You yeah, see he gets in and he is just like drenched in sweat, and his feet are moving all the time. his hands are moving all the time. So, uh, you love to see that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, man, I haven't i have i I can honestly say I've <laughs> never seen Dennis Smith Jr. ever play defense. And as soon as he checked in the other night, he was like, up in the other point guard's, like, face, just, like, in his grill. I was like... I mean, the man's fighting for his job. Yeah, literally. So I think, if anything, just the fear of God, the fear of Tom, the fear of Tibbs, uh, Mm -hmm. has sort of kind of elicited a really fun, uh, interesting brand of basketball from the Knicks, which is, like, very desperate. All these guys are trying to get minutes and play... Yeah. um, and, ...and try to win a roster spot, so... It's yeah, it's a, it's
1: a lot like how it's a lot like how we work for our bosses at at OTL Inc. Absolutely, Chris. yeah. Um, no, I
0: recognize sh- it right away. I was like that
1: absolute fear, yes. panic, desperation every second that we're recording. That
0: look in Emmanuel Quickly's eyes, that look in Mitchell Robinson's eyes. It's like I know that. Yeah, we look. know that
1: feeling all too well. Yes, yeah.
0: I take nothing for we, we granted. We live with that. I never yeah. take a bathroom break. I don't even. The bosses say, "Isn't it time for you to take your lunch break?" And I say, "No, sir. I just want to keep playing defense." So mm-hmm. it's been an exciting couple of uh, couple of games with the Knicks. The first game was fun. The second game was kind of a stinker, but in both games they defended really hard. So even when they couldn't hit a, sh- a shot in that second game, it was like, all right, they might they might hang out, hang around and win this one. But anyways, today we were yeah. talking about Western Conference basketball, Ben. We were talking about some fun, interesting storylines out of the Western Conference. <laughs> That's right. Uh, if you missed our last episode, feel free uh, to catch up on that. We talked about interesting stories from the Eastern Conference that we're keeping an eye on this year, and uh, I don't know, Ben, you want to kick it off? I think the idea is just generally we'll have kind of a conversation here where uh, you know you'll you'll we'll each talk about a team, a player, something that we're uh, excited about, and then we can just kind of open the floor and have a you know conversation about it.
1: Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a great plan, Chris. Sounds like a podcast. Um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. um, So uh, (laughs) let's see. So uh, I'm first up here. You want me to kick things off? Yeah, sure.
0: If you want, or I can go first. All
1: right. Um, No, I'm 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 happy to oblige. Um, I uh, I mean, I feel like um, you know, as NBA content producers, as people in the business, um, we sort of have a a, a mandate um, to discuss you know the number one story in the league. which is, in fact, a Western Conference storyline. And that is, of course, the fate of a one, James Harden. Um, Current uh, shooting guard, point guard for the Houston Rockets. Um, The question is, will he be a Western Conference storyline for long? Um, I don't know the answer to that, Chris, um, yep. and uh, you know I'm not someone that likes to throw around uh, reckless speculation. Um, so instead, I am going to just um, read some some recent quotes. These are actual <laughs> uh, confirmed quotes yep. um, that we that, that just came in uh, over our over our Blackberries. Um, uh, this is from uh, Salman Ali NBA at Salman Ali NBA on Twitter. Uh, James Harden on what he was doing in Atlanta in Vegas during training camps. Quote, I was just training for what quote the start of the NBA season. Why in Atlanta and Vegas instead of Houston quote my personal trainers. So that's a really promising, uh, promising quote, very encouraging stuff from James. Um, He was training. In fact, Um, I think that's, that was, you know, clearly evidence uh, from um, uh, his, his first preseason game. He looked great out there. Um, extremely fit and uh, then a little follow up here this is from uh, ESPN's Tim McMahon um, asked if he had confidence in recently promoted Rockets GM Raphael Stone James Harden said quote we haven't had a conversation great so this is these are all just really really great really positive signs Um, it sounds like James is uh, you know he's there he's ready to work Um, he's got a championship on his mind and um, I think it's I think they're a major favorite uh, in the Western Conference, um, and uh, yeah, you know, there's obviously uh, you know some 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 big teams to contend with out west. We've got our you know our Battle of Los Angeles, of course, um, which is going to be uh, you know reprised here this season. Um, so uh, I mean, you know, that'll probably be another storyline for us to get to um but uh but yeah I figured I would just kick things off with yeah. the uh, the obligatory James Harden update.
0: You know man it's funny I had a a very I had a take on the situation with the Rockets that I really wasn't expecting to ever have because mm. I I have uh despised uh the Rockets kind of Maybe it dates back to, to to the Knicks losing in in ninety four to to Olajuwon, but not really. It, it was more just this recent iteration of the Rockets. I just kind of like mm. don't like, but yeah. um, I, it's kind of a long shot. But I'm. I'm weirdly sort of pulling for John Wall and Boogie Cousins in Houston, and yeah, I think that makes sense. I think the main thing is I'm I'm sort of rooting for the head coach Stephen Silas, who's like a rookie. It sounds like he's waited a very very long time to get a job, and yeah, from- and for him
1: to just like. Right, his big chance, and he walks into this fucking shit sandwich of a situation.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it just feels like uh, part of the reason he went there, I would imagine, was because they had these two marquee players with Westbrook and Harden, and, you know, he was under some assumption that, like, yeah, whatever. Uh, He sounds like like a really nice dude. Everyone that has worked with him, Luka Doncic, like, praised this guy. He was, like, essentially the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Mavericks the last couple of years. And mm-hmm.
1: working on a yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I just I never thought I would get to this place. But I'm like, wow, I think I'm actually kind of pulling for the rockets, which feels very weird. Um, mm. But I don't know the whole like off offseason standoff. Uh, I don't know how you've uh, felt about it this whole like journey tour of him uh holding out and you mean his his training his training his training his, yeah, yeah. his uh his training for the upcoming nba season, his training yeah. for the upcoming season of course he trains by day he also you know will will frequent the uh will, will go to the occasional uh gentleman's club he'll he'll you know enjoy his time on a party bus whatever whatever we want to call this i mm-hmm. i don't know man i think it's it's maybe a touch uh, distasteful for me I understand I have sort of a boomer uh, mentality when it comes to this <laughs> stuff but yeah
1: I mean that is how you earn the nickname boomer Chris so. sure
0: um, it's not like I it, it's not really about any sort of like moral ethical family values like moral high ground or whatever I, I actually don't mm. really care how he spends his time it's just that there's a there is a pandemic happening right now, and we've like, in all seriousness, seen yeah, like, but a I lot mean, of video there... of this guy without wearing a mask, like in crowded spaces. At, at, all this is happening while NBA training camp is happening. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I get it. Like, he doesn't want to play for the Rockets anymore, and he's a f- brilliant player, and he deserves a trade. Um, and if he wants to play elsewhere, he should totally you know, have the right to request a trade. And he, I feel like, has earned enough um, goodwill and and whatever else and, and and stature as an MVP that, like, he, the team should trade him if he, if he doesn't want to play mm-hmm. there anymore. He's, I feel like he's done quite a bit for the city of Houston and for the Rockets franchise that they should really honor his request and his desire to, like, play elsewhere. But mm-hmm. making it just about uh, Wall and, and, and Boogie Cousins, I mean... I watched their game the other night. They both looked really bouncy. Like, I yeah, I, I don't Everyone's know. Everyone's very like,
1: surprised I, that they're like, oh wait, they can. They, they're not actually like geriatric. Like, no.
0: I mean, granted, you know? they like were they're... playing like the lowly Chicago Bulls. So, and yeah. and it's just a preseason game. So I understand that it like means very little. But yeah. John well, John Wall like played his ass off the other night. He had thirteen points, nine assists, five rebounds, two steals. He was six of ten from the field uh he was a plus 27 in 19 minutes yeah in, in plus in ni- 27
1: in 19 minutes yeah it's, 19 yeah, nothing, minutes nothing to sneeze at i mean yeah.
0: that's cool so and he's coming off a devastating knee, uh, uh achilles injury so i don't know i wish the guy well i know he hasn't played basketball in two years um and you know same for boogie cousins like sounds like he's been through a lot with his health and then the whole steven silas thing like he's He's been one of the league's best assistants for for years, and now he gets to play around with some like some new toys. I don't know that Maury and D'Antoni left behind. He's got he's got guys like PJ Tucker, Daniel House, Bruno Caboclo, uh, uh, Ben Mclemore, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, of course the the big Christian acquisition. Wood, yeah, mm-hmm, and then he has these mm-hmm. new toys: Christian Wood, uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., Kenny Wooten. So, uh... Um, Although,
1: I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Rockets... Uh, this pains me, like, literally pains me to say, uh, because Wooten, of course, was our, our favorite Knicks prospect in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, Knicks waved him, Rockets claimed him off waivers, and then I believe they just recently waived him Oh, did uh, they- again? Yeah, like, literally...
0: Within the I last, I think actually day just an hour ago. Fuck yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: that! That actually is uh, very obviously. Sick. Yeah, then yeah, <laughs>
0: wow. I mean we this are is breaking. Huge. This is
1: actually breaking news um, <laughs> on, uh, on 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 Switch FM, yeah. folks. The Rockets have waived Jarian Grant, Travelling Queen, Tra- 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 Travelling Queen. Uh, not familiar with that name? Great yeah. name! Amazing. Yeah. And Kenny Wooten um, yeah. uh, to bring their roster down to seventeen. Uh, really, really hoping for the best for Kenny. Um, I think the Knicks should try to re-sign him. Yeah. Because um, uh, well, yeah, we're, huge, we're huge,
0: we're huge Tillman for Tita fans. Uh, I know Ben that you pre-ordered a copy of Tillman's book, Shut Up and Listen. Um, yeah, so, actually, I
1: got I got five copies to give to uh, every member of my family, wonderful. including my son.
0: It'll be a wonderful yeah. Christmas gift. So we wish Houston well. Uh, we hope it works out with James Harden. Uh mm-hmm. I hope I hope he winds up in a uh I don't know. I hope he winds up in an interesting spot and I like James yeah, Harden. Listen, you know, like I I'm, I want to see I'm him like, su- succeed.
1: Yeah, I'm legit rooting for the guy. I kind of it it sort of feels to me l- like he is um like an like almost like an avatar of the league. Like if we're going to be yes. basketball fans in the year 2020 um it's kind of like no this is like what you sign up for. like he is like the perfect embodiment of of like what we're doing here like if you like don't like you know you, you can't feel squeamish about things you can't feel you know any sort of moral yep. uh you know, like uh, right. uh you know uh ambivalence here you got to just go all in go full throttle um embrace it all and uh i think he is kind of like He's quickly turning into my one of my favorite players. I'll just say that. I love that.
0: Yeah. You no, know, yeah. you're right. You're right. I mean, we are we are out here uh, excited for the NBA to return. We are excited for, uh, you know, like we've talked about, this is not a good idea. This is not a safe idea that the NBA is back. And so Certainly not. James Harden is uh, in agreement with that. And he is, you know, he's living his best life as well. So um yeah i hope i hope he winds up getting traded um to uh to a fun spot and i and i low-key i'm also pulling for john wall and boogie cousins um to i don't know i think they could just be fun I, i'm rooting for those guys uh after yeah. off some. yeah i mean that's interest.
1: kind of a no-brainer you sure yeah you sort of have to uh o- always pull for guys coming back from yeah. from stuff like that especially like you know trying to reclaim past glory and yep um yeah so uh Right. I Hope it all works out down, uh, down in
0: the H town. H town. Sure. H yeah. town. Yeah. yeah. The town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. So the the team that I was thinking about, um, that I was really fascinated about, I think we've talked offline about is the Phoenix Suns. You know, it's the, oh yeah. The baby. team I'm probably most fascinated with in the in the West and the squad I'll probably be watching the most on our NBA League Pass account. Um, I believe you said the other night, Chris, that if the Phoenix
1: Suns and Utah Jazz were on TV every single night, uh, playing each other, you would watch every single game. Is
0: that'd that be perfectly fine by me. Yeah. I would watch every yeah. single game. 82 games. Um, yeah, yeah. No, the Suns had a really nice showing in the Orlando bubble. Obviously they went eight. No, they didn't rest. Pretty in, good. No. Yeah. I mean, they kept busy in the off season. They traded away Kelly Ubre and Ricky Rubio to get Chris Paul. Um, and then they still have that tantalizing young core of, of Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and Dario Saric and uh, Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges. Cam Johnson. Yeah.
1: He looks like he's really coming coming <clears throat> into his own.
0: And then, of course, they have the uh, newly drafted big man, Ben, uh, Jalen Smith.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. This is oh, a guy yeah. that
0: we're really excited about. They bring in Jay Crowder to play the, you know, the three or the four. He kind of fluctuates between the small and the power forward. I mean, I don't even really care where this team finishes so much as long as it's, like... As long as they make the playoffs, um, it really doesn't matter to me, like, where. I, I, I heard the other night during the game that, like, they're like, Coach Monty Williams feels like this team could be a a top-four seed in the West, which seems... Um, maybe top-fours... Yeah, top four is yeah maybe a little aggressive. generous, but, like, honestly, yeah. as, lo- as long as the Suns are in the mix, as long as they're, you know, contending for the seventh or eighth seed... I think that would be pretty exciting, um, and I'll be fascinated. I'll be fascinated if Chris Paul can sprinkle some of his uh, winning uh, magical fairy dust, his 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 winning <laughs> magic on the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> <laughs> he does. he loves to sprinkle that. He that loves that magic. stuff, man. He's just a winner. Yeah, he is like a little. He's like a little goes. fairy out there, oh.
1: just flitting about. Yeah, he
0: goes to these broken, losing franchises, takes out a little his little pouch of, of magical fairy dust, sprinkles it on. Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, his little, his, his translucent wings unfold, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, from, 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 uh, under his Jersey and yeah, suddenly it's winning time.
0: Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, Deandre Ayton is like a, he's a really nice player. Devin Booker is special. Mm. And, uh, if, if CP three can, can set up those guys and just get them clean looks, if they can get clean mm-hmm. looks and hit the shots, they're going to be a really fun team. And, you know, frankly, I think this is my big thought on, on the Suns. the 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 West, the Western Conference just needs new blood. Like they just need a new fun story. Um, yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know who you're planning to talk about on the rest of the podcast, but it's like I don't want to hear about the I don't Lakers. have much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about the Lakers, or the Clippers, like or or like the Harden Rockets, or you know, like yeah, these are all the teams we know about. We know, you know, we know who the good teams are like we know who always finishes in the top half of of the conference well we should
1: yeah we should talk we should uh, like kind of break down on that point like let's dig in a little bit uh in terms of like i guess this is i don't know if this is a new uh actually like officially a new point or if it's my turn yet or what but um the western playoff picture let's stop dancing around you know there's the top two teams in la yep lakers and clippers everyone seems to agree they're one and two Uh, obviously this is all predictions barring any, uh, you know, catastrophic uh, injuries or, you know, team having to forfeit 30 games due to a uh, novel coronavirus outbreak, um, something like that. Um, But uh, so we've got, you know, the two at the top, and then it seems like there's kind of like a a consensus pack of four after that. The Jazz, the Nuggets, um, the Blazers, and the... The Mavericks? Yes, the Mavericks, And then after that, there's obviously two slots left. I kind of feel like the Warriors have to be in there, like, right? Um, It would be, I I don't know, like I get, like Steph looks like his. Here's the thing, man. I mean,
0: yeah, this was like something I jotted down in my notes. I'm not really sure what the Warriors are. Like, I, I don't know what to expect of them. Like, if you told me. Right. And Draymond hasn't played. Has he played yet in the preseason, Draymond? Did he, he had, play in the first game? He had COVID. He and Wiseman both had COVID. So they didn't play. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't played yet. I not realize that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's. I, I was thinking about the Warriors. It's like, if I told you that the Warriors were the fifth or sixth seed in the West, could you believe that? And you'd be like, yeah, of course. Steph Curry's great. J- Draymond Green yeah. is like a I don't know Hall of Famer, borderline Hall of Famer. James Wiseman, yeah, Oubre
1: was, and Wiggins are both very like you know serviceable players. Ubra
0: uh, and Wiggins both like very talented uh, young players, young vets. I mentioned James Wiseman, the number two pick. You know Steve Kerr, veteran coach. I don't know. It's totally conceivable that like they could be like a sixth seed in the West. But also, mm-hmm. if I told you. Yeah, this year the Warriors are going to have the number 10 pick in the draft. You'd be like, "Yeah, I I I bet yeah. uh Curry sprains his ankle and it's a bad sprain, he misses 30 games." Draymond. Right.
1: Draymond's kind of falling off. Dray- He's not Dr- really engaged, yeah. Dray-
0: Draymond's checked out. Um Wiggins, you know, is stuffing the box scores, but like it doesn't translate to wins. Uh, right Oubre Wiggins
1: are just like empty calorie guys Ubrey's
0: is unhappy about his role Wiseman has a learning curve so it's like it feels like the range of possibilities is pretty wide with the Warriors and I, mm-hmm. I really don't know what to expect and frankly I watched the game last night they played against the Kings and uh, I, I, I should say I watched the first half and I don't feel any clearer about who they are I mean I, <laughs> I do know that Steph Curry looked great I mean Steph Curry looks yeah, like Steph he Curry looks awesome yeah, Steph yeah. Curry looks like That's Steph Curry. A,
1: well, except a, a new a new haircut, which was uh, very very head turning. Except that he doesn't look like Steph Curry. Yeah, um, yeah. this is he this looks is like a completely different person. I did not recognize him at all.
0: Cornrows, Steph. <laughs> but uh, aside aside from Curry, um, you know, it's it's hard. Uh, it, it, it looked like Steph Curry and like a bunch of young guys that were not mm. very good yet. Um mm-hmm. and but but granted, Draymond wasn't playing, Wiseman wasn't playing, so who knows? But if if last night was any indication, it means that like, yeah, they might not be any better than the Kings, and the Kings are, I don't know, like a perennial ninth, tenth seed in the West, right? The the Kings are a team that's always like vying for like the eighth seed, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine they like dramatically improved in the off season. Um they pretty much look like the team Uh, that they were last year um you know Hassan Whiteside was their was their sort of one signature pickup and then losing uh Bogdanovich and yeah I mean you know maybe Fox takes like a little step forward maybe Marvin Bagley is suddenly the player that deserved to be drafted before Luka Doncic and Trey Young Uh, I kind of doubt it um and also they're the Kings and they always fuck everything up um just perennially, so uh, yeah, I, I don't see them uh, sneaking in. I think it's kind of like you know, can the Suns uh, make the little jump, and then the team that I actually wanted to talk about, Chris, Great. next, take it that we haven't mentioned yet. So here's my so if we're doing our, our if our I podcast here is a Western Conference, wonder if we're about to talk lines. about the same
0: thing. Yeah, go ahead.
1: So let me ask you a question, Chris: Are the San Antonio Spurs? Cool because I think the San Antonio Spurs might be cool. Wow. Uh, which is something that I haven't said since Dennis Rodman was on the team in 1995. King, um, go off.
0: Go yeah. off, King. I want to hear. Make, I mean, <laughs> make a case.
1: I mean, this is a team that still rosters and heavily relies on DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, who are two of the more boring players in the NBA. Um, but even those two guys themselves I think are really cool in their like just old man like stubbornness and refusal to like change their games <laughs> I in think any it's way so whatsoever. Cool.
0: I think it's so cool. I think that. they're
1: actually like yeah, yeah. the coolest. <laughs> yeah. And then coupled with that this new young core of Derek White, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, Keldon Johnson and suddenly you're like wait a minute, all those guys are really cool.
0: Wait, say uh, that. I think the, the San name. Antonio Spurs. Lonnie Walker, who So DeJounte?
1: Yeah. Uh, DeJounte and, and Derek White, um, who hopefully uh, Popovich will finally allow, you know, as like sort of a, a full-time starting backcourt, um, you know, getting uh, close to 30 minutes a piece of playing time. That's my hope uh, and my expectation. And then they have, um, coming off the bench, Lonnie Walker and Keldon Johnson. Um who are, you know, just two young, cool guys, um, who are good at offense. Um, uh, and I feel like, um, yeah, I kind of feel like they, they might be a pretty fun team. And of course we haven't even mentioned the fact that they now probably have my favorite Jersey in the entire NBA, um, which of course is the, uh, the throwback Fiesta style, uh, city editions that they're going to be rocking. So, um, yeah, like I kinda think that maybe the San Antonio Spurs are like the coolest team in the Western Conference. If that's um I can't even believe I'm saying it, but I'm
0: curious if they know it yet. I wonder if they like <laughs> if they believe that they're cool yet or if they actually I need hope not. to sit down I mean, with I hope... you. I feel like they might need like a sit down with Ben Craw and just have mm. you be like, Look, you guys are cool. Like I don't think you yeah. know that yet, but like see those fiestas? That's what you need to be wearing all the time. See that yeah, guy, you need, Lonnie you Walker? Need to, See that guy, DeJonta? Yeah. See that the guy with the hair, Derek White? That's who you need to actually be playing.
1: Yeah. Um, they also, I'm just seeing now for the first time, they have a guy on their roster named uh, Quindary Weatherspoon. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if you're familiar with that name, if you know anything about him. No. Um, this is my first time reading this name, but I am very, very intrigued. I guess he's a, he just signed as a, as a two-way guy. Um, Fascinating. guy. Um, Quindary Weatherspoon. Not sure if he's any relation to uh, NBA legend Clarence Weatherspoon, uh, aka Baby Barkley. Um, but I, um, yeah, I'm very intrigued by by that by that name. Um, and yeah, I hope that they, um, you know, I hope I hope to your question, Chris. I hope they never actually realize that they're cool. I hope they just <laughs> keep doing what they're doing. I hope they remain, you know, sort of yeah. stuck in their ways. Um, uh, but, you know, kind of allow, allow themselves to grow a little bit. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, who knows if this is Greg Popovich's final season, um, uh, you know, obviously the, you know, sort of background storyline is like the potential for Becky Hammond, his assistant to become the first female coach in the NBA. Right. Um, then which, they're you know, full blown, blown every... cool.
0: I mean, at that point, yeah. you Living in Williamsburg, I mean, then, yeah. Then they're just like, yeah, it's exactly. like Okay, you, you get it. Like you, now you're you, the cool. You've
1: team. actually probably kind of gone a little too mainstream yeah. at that point. You've like um, fully they're still kind of under the cool radar. Person. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so I like to. Uh, I'm just gonna. I like to you know sort of put my plant my flag here and say that I was uh, in on them. You know before they were they were really cool. So, Love that.
0: Love that. Yeah. All right, our indie can't, can't our wait to indie watch band Spurs. our indie band of the NBA the <laughs> San Antonio <Diego laughs> Spurs.
1: Um, yeah. All they right. make me want to start a basketball team you know sure
0: sure the next yeah. storyline that i'm thinking about is and this might not be a popular take so i want you to hear me out ben don't want you to overreact right. sometimes sometimes these podcast takes can come in real spicy and hot Whew, but yeah, i'm don't wondering really know it. i'm wondering are are the new orleans pelicans definitely like a playoff team and uh, definitely not <laughs> and and if and, and, and if they're not definitely a playoff team are we sure that they're good are they are they even like a good team or are they like a lottery hmm. team so like it's weird part of me thinks that the pelicans are awesome right like they have a ton of young players arguably the most exciting anticipated young player in the league Zion Williamson they have oh, I thought you Ingram. were going to say JJ Redick Yep, J.J. Redick. They have Brandon Ingram, the most improved player. They have Lonzo Ball, right? Like a really nice core around them. They just drafted Keira Lewis Jr. They acquired Eric Bledsoe. So that's like the J.J. Redick you mentioned. That's the glass half full version. Rockstar, J.J. Yeah, Yeah, that's the glass half full version of that uh, team. But I feel like the glass half empty version of the team, the glass half empty argument is a pretty compelling case too and it's i i just wonder like are, are we sure that the glass is uh, that the glass is going to be half full because the pelicans lost drew holiday who's a fantastic player yes i understand they gained a slew of draft picks in that trade ultimately you know they're going to win that trade ultimately the the future is very bright for the pelicans mm-hmm. but right now mm-hmm. i'm not sure that losing drew holiday is a win now for the, you know, is, is, is a win in the present. Um, they, they acquired, and then they extended Stephen Adams, who is... Yeah, very, very
1: curious move. Who's there.
0: now locked up for another three years. Again, a curious move for a team who is building around a generational prospect, Zion, who plays the four, maybe the small ball five. Stephen Adams, to me, seems like a guy who makes his living in the paint, Uh, he's, Mm -hmm. he's not someone that defenders are going to respect and guard out on the three point line. So yeah, not, not so much or, or like beyond the 10 foot line. No. So if you're the opposing teams, you know, defender playing the four or five, you're just going to live in the paint. you know, if if you're guarding Steven Adams, you're just going to live in the paint. And that makes life very difficult for Zion Williamson. Um, And uh, yeah, Lonzo Ball feels like maybe a bit of a pink elephant in the room. He would seem like a player that most young (laughs) rebuilding teams would maybe want to rebuild around, right?
1: I love the frequency with which you throw around the term "pink elephant." I feel like you drop it like almost once a pod, and I just want to know that I that I recognize it, and (laughs) I love it. Yes,
0: but you know, last year Lonzo averaged. 11 points, seven assists, six rebounds. He shot 38% from three. He's 22 years old. He's a good player. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not, yeah, he's not, he's not Damian Lillard or anything like that, but he's a, he's a really good player for 22 years old. Um, Mm -hmm. He was one of the centerpieces of the Anthony Davis trade. It would seem like he would be a player that the Pelicans want to invest in and build around. And yet they just used the 13th pick in the draft to select Kira Lewis Jr., who is a point guard. They also just acquired Eric Bledsoe, a veteran on a big contract in the Drew Holiday trade. So it seems like a very crowded backcourt situation for Lonzo Ball to try to, you know, break out of.
1: Yeah, it feels a little to me like the Atlanta Hawks West or, I, you know, South, uh, if we're yeah. talking, you know, geographically um where it's like a lot of names where you're like oh sure like that's a good player yeah brandon ingram of course he's good he had a great season and yeah eric bledsoe yeah like you know borderline all-star um jj reddick rock star obviously one of the best um lonzo yeah like and then zion stephen adams of course yeah like a you know rock solid like man in the middle like all these names, like Jackson Hayes, exciting you know second year center, uh, second year or third year for him, I forget. Uh, um, this maybe, will be maybe third year for Jackson.
0: Jackson Hayes? Hayes's second year. Second year, yeah. Yeah.
1: So you're sort of like right. There's all these names, but it doesn't really make sense like how they fit together. Like they're not a great. They don't have a lot of shooting. Obviously, you just describe very clearly like they're a problem with spacing in the, you know, four and five positions and like. Yeah, it just kind of feels like a weird jumble of parts that don't really work. Some of whom are very young, some of whom are not young at all. Um and like just seem like I guess they're going to be like veteran mentors and you know help bring up the young guys. Um yeah, I mean I don't it, really believe in that, it, but like it's just yeah, it's like a very odd kind of uh jumble and and, and mix that it, it feels like it's not really going to going mesh that that well.
0: I think your description of them as hawks South and West is apt because it's like they kind of don't know whether they're trying to be, in my opinion, like a young developing team or a team that's trying to make the playoffs. And yeah, I know how frustrating that might be to some people listening who are like, Well, why can't you be both? Why can't you be a young developing team that's that makes the playoffs? And look, in a perfect world, that would happen, but. It's not a perfect world, and it's sometimes... not a perfect world, folks. Yeah, sometimes, like, players actually need opportunities to kind of cut their teeth, and, you know, like, you actually might be inhibiting the growth of a young player, for instance, like Lonzo Ball, if, you know, you're playing Eric Bledsoe minutes because you're trying to gain the eighth seed, or, you know... So... And then the, the the other big one, and this I know is not gonna be a popular opinion with a lot of people, but there's Zion Williamson. Like, no one wants to admit or talk about this, but as much as any other prospect, no one is really sure that Zion is gonna be able to stay fully healthy and on the court. Uh, this is a yeah, guy that uh... <laughs> the majority of last season relearning how to walk and run. Yeah, um, The team, I guess, was like altering his gait. I mean... Not ideal. I love Zion. I fully believe in Zion. I am fully hoping and rooting for him, and I think he's going to be incredible. And I, I hope and think that he's going to have a breakout season. But you know, I
1: will say he did play in his, in the his their first preseason game. He played a game high thirty three minutes. Great. Great. Um, shot shot great from the floor and incredibly shot 10 of 11 from the free throw line. I fully so, hope
0: I, mean, if, I fully hope that Stan Van Gundy makes it work with Steven Adams and Zion like I I really really do cuz I think the Pelicans yeah. could be super fun. But I don't know, I'm just thinking about the team in this like glass half full half half empty sort of scenario and I think sometimes we get caught up in the excitement and the potential and it's like important to to also remember like it might not work out you know just because they're fun exciting names doesn't mean that it's necessarily gonna work out so I'm, I'm curious if they're even as good as last as, as last season I mean losing Drew Holiday like I said is a big thing they lost Drew Holiday they lost Derek Favors they lost uh, Kenrick Williams they lost Darius Miller um, you know again they have all these new uh, draft picks coming in um steven adams eric bledsoe willie hernan gomez kira lewis jr so we shall see i'm not i'm not positive i'm not penciling this team in as a playoff team yet but i am certainly hoping that uh, it works out for them Yep,
1: couldn't agree more we're all rooting for it but uh as you said it is not a perfect world
0: give me uh give me a, an, another team or player that you're thinking about something that's piqued your curiosity
1: i mean no one talks about this team no one really seems to be interested in them. But I still find it pretty fascinating. I mean, maybe it's also because it's extremely dark and depressing to talk about this team, but the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yep, um, that's what I was going to talk about. And their star player, well, you know, we are, uh, what can I say, Chris? We're, we're partners. Yep. Um, we share everything, uh, sometimes even a mind. Um, yeah, their their star player, Carl Anthony Towns, um, had one of the most tragic and just unfathomably uh sad um off seasons of um any player that i can think of in recent memory um and they're still gonna have to go out and play basketball um because that's their job and um they have contracts and stuff to um you know to satisfy um are they gonna be good like i don't think anyone expects this team to be a playoff team um and I feel like the, you know, Towns storyline is kind of overshadowed like any other kind of like basketball considerations. Um, and so I don't really have that much to talk about. But it is like, I mean, you know, you have Ricky Rubio coming back to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's, you know, sort of a, a different and, and um, needless to say, older player than he was when he left. Um, but it's kind of a fun little homecoming Um it sort of seems like he's not going to, you know, really have the full keys to the offense, though, with D'Angelo Russell there, who they signed, or no, traded for, or signed? I forget. Traded, traded for. for. Um, yeah, that's right. Of course, that was the Wiggins deal. Um, uh, who they acquired, basically, to, you know, make Cat happy, because they're, they're boys. Um, and they have a lot of, like, young, interesting pieces. Um, you know, um, Anthony Edwards, their first draft, uh, you know, top pick in the draft. Um we all know how uh, how much I love him and his uh, Benny Hana um, exploits. Um, Josh Akogi, I still think is a very interesting young young developing player um, who I like a lot. Um, and you know they have like some good solid you know kind of role player type type pieces with uh, Wancho and and Bleak Beasley. And um, so it sort of feels like yeah you know they've got potential they've got promise um, but they're still sort of treading water. It kind of feels like Cat is now in, what, his fifth, sixth year in the league? Um, and it's kind of sad that, you know, he never really seems to have the supporting cast um, for for people to kind of, like, appreciate what he is, which is, like, probably the most gifted offensive center, maybe outside of, like, Nikola Jokic in the entire league. Yep. Um so yeah, I don't know. They're always like kind of interesting, kind of fun. I think I think Rubio gonna be gonna be fun. Um, you know, uh, uh, setting people up and, and pushing the pace and stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, part of me is like, oh, they'll be really fun. And then the other half of me is like, oh, it'll be really sad uh, to watch them play every single game because I'll only be able to think about Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns, absolutely, um, and uh, and his tragedy. So it's. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an odd mix of feelings that again I sort of feel like is uh representative of how I feel about basketball as a whole right yep. now. So,
0: yeah, I'm curious yeah. uh I'm curious from the outset like how does anyone talk to Carl Anthony Towns about basketball yeah. and like like <laughs> he, like hey Carl it's game, you know, 23 of the NBA season. You shot like 5 for 15 tonight. Like care to give us a comment? And he's like I don't care. Like, I don't care about basketball. Like my whole family has perished. There's a pandemic. Like I'm very mentally and emotionally checked out. Like I'm, I'm, so I'm curious, like how people in the NBA media community talk, to this guy i wonder how coaches right. try like, to talk is it, to this guy like is it even fair to like treat him like a normal nba player um because this is insane like it's it's totally psychotic yeah. that there is this expectation for him to play basketball and like care about basketball um yeah but uh and
1: it's true like i wonder like i mean there's just going to be so many incredibly like just difficult uncomfortable like interviews where like media members you know with the best intentions are are i'm sure like going to make mistakes and like say something um uh or just like or it'll just get like too fucking like hard for him to like do it day in and day out. Um, Yeah. You know, I I wonder if he's gonna have much press availability at all. Yeah, um, dude. Like, when he invariably, like,
0: snaps at a reporter or decides that he's not gonna talk to the media for a month, like, are we going to, uh, are we going to vilify him? Or, like, how how does this work now? You know, or, like... Yeah, no. When he, he, like, just doesn't come out of the locker room one night because he, like, is too depressed, like, are we going to you know, are we going to vilify him or I, I, I'm genuinely curious, but so it's weird. Like those are the sort of off court, I think like issues with Carl Towns and then the on court stuff with the T wolves in the same way that I was talking about the Suns, It's so bizarre that like, yeah, I'm like oddly very curious about this team and if it will work and, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Talking about the other players on the team, it's like D'Angelo Russell. I don't know, man. If we're being honest, I think the jury is still out on this guy. I know he had a, he had a great year with Kenny Atkinson in Brook in Brooklyn like a year and a half ago, uh, two seasons back, whatever it was. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of dubious on how he and Towns are going to fit together. Um, and also, like the 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 T Wolves gave up their future draft pick. I mean, they're they're certainly going to be in the lottery. I think this upcoming season that pick now belongs to golden state um who they uh they traded that draft pick to along with andrew wiggins um and i I just I, i don't i don't see it i really don't see it with with russell and towns um i've never seen any sort of Evidence, I guess, that you would say of Russell making his teammates better on a winning team. Um, he obviously had that yeah. one season with the Nets where they made the playoffs. But if you remember, you know he was an all-star that year. If you remember, he actually also got hurt. and it was largely Karis Levert who did a lot of the heavy lifting with that Nets team at the end of the regular season, mm-hmm. helping them get into the playoffs. So I think the jury's still out on on D'Angelo Russell. There's Anthony Edwards. I mean, a lot of people are, don't know what to expect of this guy. It sounds like, you know, people think he is like an athletic freak, but you know, it, uh, there are questions I think about like his attention, like how focused he is and you know he's 19 years old. Like it's a very normal thing of, uh, of for any 19 year old kid that was the number one overall pick to maybe not be totally focused on the, uh, the job at hand, um, I think Ricky Rubio is going to be the most important player on the team. Uh, I mean, I think he's arguably the second best player on the team. And I really mm-hmm. think he is going to be the guy that's shouldering a lot of the responsibility for whether the team wins or loses. And, um, you know, the Wolves are are going to desperately need some stability and, like, leadership at the point. So I think Rubio is going to be a great fit. I'm just, I'm curious, um, in his second tour of duty here with the T-Wolves, like, if that means... A playoff berth, or if it means like the ninth or tenth pick in the draft, you know? Right. One, right. one thing is for sure, man, they are going to be atrocious on defense uh yeah yeah I mean yeah, Towns Russell Malik Beasley <laughs> Wancho Hernan Gomez Jake Layman Jarrett Culver I mean Joshua Kogi is a good defender but like yeah Kogi and w- is Wancho like decent sometimes or no I don't I don't really, really uh, you know. I mean how many minutes is he gonna be probably playing to be like you know yeah um I I do know that Russell Towns uh Rubio <laughs> um you know Malik Beasley are not exactly, uh, you know, the, the mid eighties, late eighties Detroit Pistons. So, um, yeah, no, not, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very yeah. curious, hmm. very curious about these T Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Also, uh, just out of curiosity, have you been following the Malik Beasley soap opera at all? Um, I know that he was, I,
0: I know that he, is he going to trial? Is that what happened?
1: I, yeah, I guess he was arrested in September for like, possession drug of and weapons charges um yeah um but then i'm just seeing something now about how he's like uh and this is obviously not the type of uh you know sordid uh lowbrow uh, content that um that swish fm normally concerns itself with but um apparently he has uh, professed his love for uh laura pippin uh scotty pippin's estranged wife no way um, really yeah, so that's a fun little storyline to, to keep an eye on. Um, no, sorry, Larsa, Larsa Pippin. Um, are yeah, they... Page six with are, some... Uh, are some, they some,
0: uh, an item, Ben? Like, are they... Um, I, I believe they were
1: seen in public. They may have been holding hands. Okay. Um, there was a back serious. and forth on social on social media I believe there were some flirty comments left uh, on a post perhaps so, very nice you know any, anyone who would like to learn more about that I definitely encourage you to uh, check out page six and the daily Mail um, that have some uh, some some stories out on that um so yeah yeah fun you know fun storylines all all
0: around all right i'm gonna give September us Wolves. one last storyline for us to discuss i haven't really fleshed out a ton of thoughts on this one but i, I thought it would be good i know you, you take a lot of interest in this team for us to kind of discuss in real time but mm. last year the nuggets went 46 and 27 they finished ah, my nuggets th- they finished third in the west they mm-hmm. eliminated obviously the Clippers in that shocking, you know, seven-game fashion. They made it to the Western Conference. Do you, Ben, think that they take a step back this year?
1: I mean, that's what everyone says because they lost uh, Jeremy Grant, and Jeremy Grant was definitely like Jeremy Grant, c- Tory Craig, critical piece, and
0: Mason Plumley. So it's a lot of yeah, a lot that's of interior true. I forget defense. Forget about Plumdog. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I, I sort of like the fact that this team, um, is embracing its true identity, which is the, you know, 1980s Rainbow Nuggets, um, with, uh, they're just going to try to score 150 points a game and just not really bother too much with defense, um, which is really what every Nuggets team, um, should be doing unless you have Dikembe Matumbo on your roster. Um, listen michael porter jr is a prom king um this is uh his senior year in high school (laughs) um and he has a pink flower tuxedo with a cumber button that goes all the way up to his nipples um and um i uh i'm pretty pretty excited to see him get the keys to the limo the problem, that is. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a very fun team, no matter what. Will they win as many games? Will they make it to the Western Conference Finals? Probably not. I think that's going to be tough for them to to, re- to repeat. Um, but they're going to be awesome. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to see if Jamal Murray can continue um, shooting 56% from three-point range for an entire season. I think he can do it, personally. I don't see why not. Um one one name I'll throw at you, Chris. Let me, let me, uh, let me ask you what, what this uh, brings to mind. Facundo Campazzo. Excuse me? Facundo Fecundo Compaz- Uh is that Not it? Enrico Palazzo, not Enrico Palazzo facundo compazzo is that a guard Um, that is yes that is our uh i believe he is a five foot five five foot ten um italian uh is he italian or spanish i should probably have looked this up oh he's argentine um argentinian argentine um he's coming over from the euro league uh he's a five foot ten inch point guard and he passes like uh 2002 era jason williams um, Frankly he passes like uh,
0: Jokic. He he like
1: Yeah, he's a five he's a five foot ten inch Jokic. Um is he fat or skinny? I, he's skinny, he's very small. Wow. Um I think he weighs 195 pounds. Um uh yeah, he's a little on the older uh side, he's 29 years old, again coming over from uh from the Euro League. But I think he was like Euro League MVP yep. last year. Um uh I really 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 cannot wait uh to watch this guy play with Jokic and Porter and just fly around the co- the court uh yeah. dropping uh no-look behind the back passes. Um yeah, so like honestly he, like he alone is reason for me to to tune into this this team. Agreed. Um uh and obviously you know they still like, have my favorite it, NBA. Player.
0: You know <laughs> You and I don't concern ourselves with wins and losses, right? So like No, of course not. Are, completely well, overrated statistic we, in the NBA. Completely overrated. In fact, we would <laughs> I think I can say for both of us, we would rather a team have a few more Ls than Ws as long as it serves oh, yeah. the interest of entertaining us. And I think Correct. the Nuggets are as fun as, as reliably fun an NBA team as we have and they have this quality help me with this thought Ben they have this quality of sort of like this not the snake but like it, in that in that analogy where you cut the head off the snake and it just grows another head back they have this ability every year to just accumulate um, you know uncut gems or, or or you know find like these diamonds in the rough uh, in terms of mm-hmm. players and it's always in the draft oh, yeah And so is in the draft, whether it's drafting Jokic, whether it's finding Murray. um, This year, they drafted R.J. Hampton, um, who is Mm -hmm. a guy that is so tantalizing is this is this great prospect that at one point was projected to be uh, the number one overall pick headed into this draft and he is so with with much like
1: another another player uh that they got i believe at the 13th pick yep uh michael porter jr michael
0: porter jr Our, the deal with rj yeah. hampton is that the rap on rj hampton is broken jump shot has blazing speed incredible athleticism basically you, you can think about rj hampton as a very poor man's Russell Westbrook, young, very poor man's Russell Westbrook, where the jumper, the jumper is not there, but the ability to jump through the, uh, the gym at, at jump through the ceiling of the gym is absolutely there. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it just seems like the nuggets always find these guys and, um, they always have a way for these guys to contribute. So I am all in on the, uh, on um Facundo Campazzo uh they obviously bring in uh J Michael Green to replace Jeremy Grants they have uh mm-hmm. Isaiah Hartenstein um
1: yeah let's not forget about another recent draft pick Bol, Bol who Bol Bol. you know what whether or not Damn he it. plays a single minute um it's they just, have Bol, Bol on the fun. team
0: they're all in on yeah, entertainment they're, very,
1: they're like they are like a like a little kids like a little like a child NBA fans team yes
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah very, I love them. I love them. Very excited for the Nuggets, and we hope that they uh, lose a few more games, especially yeah. if it's in the interest. Don't worry about
1: making those Western Conference Finals. No, no, no. You know, even a play like a like any kind of playoff, that's just a little bonus. But
0: uh, you know, yeah. Don't don't kill yourself. The focus just have fun needs out there. to be on fun, on entertaining us, and in that vein, in 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 that regard, we hope that Ball Ball gets more minutes we want to see yeah, more of got our d- our prom king Michael Porter Jr. we want to see mm. um yeah let RJ Hampton get some run let's get uh Facundo Capazzo out there and uh i want Facundo starting
1: at point Jamal can slide to shooting guard um let's get Bol bol in it in at the four <clears throat> um and uh you know i just i feel like you know, throw in Jokic and, and Porter Jr. And that's that's probably the best starting lineup in the entire league And right congrats
0: there. to our boy, Monte Morris, who got a contract extension. Um, so happy for that yeah. guy. Well, I deserves mean deserves every ar- goddamn thing. Arguably the best, uh, you know, backup point guard slash, not backup point guard, arguably the best point guard in the NBA, <laughs> Monte Morris, uh, happy for our guy and uh yeah we are we are pro nuggets and uh i think they're gonna be a fun team this year as always
1: yeah this is a very very pro nuggets podcast
0: all right That's ben sure. um other than that let's let's i think we're done now we've we've covered some of uh some of,
1: of, of i think the only team that we didn't talk about uh are the dallas mavericks sure. um and that of course is because uh i just don't think luca can can hang in the nba i don't i don't, th- Doesn't I don't see have it, it
0: does not have it
1: yeah yeah, it just doesn't have the athleticism uh, or the toughness. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, hey,
0: it was, a, it was a good good, good try. He seems like a nice kid. Uh, yeah. Ben, this was a little I hope he figures it out somewhere <laughs> else. Yeah, yeah, maybe he can put it all together, as they say. This is a lot of fun as always, yeah. man. Um, the NBA season kicks off. On Tuesday night, with uh, the two LA teams squaring off and the Nets and the Golden State Warriors. So it'll be a doubleheader on Tuesday night. Looking forward to that. Uh, Ooh, good chat with you, man. Basketball is back. Yeah, basketball is back. Stay happy, healthy, and safe. And we will talk to you next week, my man.
1: All right. Talk to you soon. And uh,
0: see you in hell. All right. Send me a postcard. You've been listening to Switch FM.